Right now at Hassle Cattle Company, DNVR listeners can get 10% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. If you're in the area of the DNVR bar on East Colfax, stop in. Uh, we've got Hassle Cattle Company Wagyu beef on our burgers. It's my go-to item on the menu. So good every time. We've got it in the bar, and if you want to experience it and you're not around the bar, Use the code DNVR10 at checkout at HassleCattleCompany.com. The best Wagyu beef around. They've got everything from New York Strip to beef bacon to Wagyu Franks, jerky flavors. They got everything. Use the code DNVR10 at Hassle Cattle Company for 10% off. What is up, everybody? What is up? And welcome in to another episode of the DNVR DNBA show starring us four. I'm your host today, Brendan Vogt. We're just going to change it up a little bit. Yeah, let's go. Um, <laughs> but to be clear. Clap it up, people. To be clap clear, uh, just so it's, it's understood, I'm clapping that Adam's not. The- hold on. Hold on. Did you get a haircut? Uh, I did. Oh. I did not. Come on. I really did. Come on. Look at that thing. I have a lot of Did you do your hair, hair for the Is that what it is? Yeah, no, I've been wearing a hat for like a month straight. Okay. Um, hey, I'm about to introduce the different. panel, but before I do... Uh, this show, as all of our shows, are, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Check it out if you're a new user. Use code DNVR. All types of sweet deals. Uh, to my left, the man with the wind in his hair, everyone's favorite, Harrison Wynn. Yeah, everybody compares us to a super team. We're just like the Brooklyn Nets, who have no coaches. Everybody's a coach. We're all hosts. We have no hosts. We're all hosts. You're a host. I'm a host. D-Line even hosts his own freaking show. That's right. Adam Adam hosts a little bit every now and then, too. <laughs> of, of online with D-Line fame, it's D-Line. What's up, brother? Guys, I'm ready to do this today. Let's go. You're feeling it? It's nice to see you guys in person. I, I always see you just in a little box on my computer when I'm locked away in the back. And I can only assume you guys are out gallivanting, having a great time, That's right. enjoying mm-hmm. life. But now that I know that I see you here in person, I know that you're miserable just like me. Makes you feel great. Let's go. <laughs> Misery loves company. And uh, locked into the analyst seat today, kicking it back, it's Adam Mars. It is 95 degrees outside. Do you guys know that? It's 95 it degrees and, and climbing. Pants. And yet, here we have D-Line, not just in a long sleeve shirt, wow. but also with a hood. You know what Adam is doing right now is he's pointing out his own weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Through my, I can wear this. I'm not worried. Adam's wearing a t-shirt and jeans. He is complaining about the heat, asking for the I'm fans, observing making the demands. Me, I'm sitting here cool as a cucumber. You're not cool as a cucumber. I'm going <laughs> to turn this fan so it only hits I me. I did hear we were in a drought, by the way. I heard that. Oh. <laughs> We've got a loaded show for you guys today. Obviously, we did not get to the Monday mailbag, so we're pushing that to Tuesday. Tuesday mailbag. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to look at some prospects, and we'll start the show with an update from Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer. The birthday boy, Kevin O'Connor, who tells us, who tweets out, the Nuggets are one of multiple teams looking to move up into the top 20 of the draft. League sources say Denver currently has the 26th pick. Uh, In this article, he details that they're looking at um, younger players, future picks as possible inclusions in a trade to move up. Uh, This comes as a bit of a surprise, at least least seeing this does. Harrison, are you buying this this report from Kevin O'Connor? Does it make much (sighs) sense to you? Man, um, <laughs> I'm buying it in the sense that I'm sure the Nuggets have had conversations about moving up. I'm sure a lot of teams in the 20s had. You know, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Right. But um, I'm sure there are players Nuggets would love to move up and get. What I have said all along, what I wrote on uh, the DMVR.com today when we put out Ooh. our guard rankings, is that I think at 26, the Nuggets are in a spot where they feel like they're going to get a good player that just falls to them. And that's how the draft shakes out similar to how they stayed at their draft spot last year. And Zeke Naji fell into their lap and then they got RJ Hampton. So I think they're confident where they're at, at 26. They think they're going to get a good player there. Have they had a conversation about moving up? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. I don't know how real it is, how, how sure I am that it might happen, but I'm sure they've had the conversation. Adam, the prospect that they might do this, how enticing is that to you? First, you're burying the lead. Harrison did drop a fantastic preview of the draft today, That's guards. Right. So for all of our DNVR members or subscribers, you can check peek behind the paywall and see uh, all of the guards that are possible for Denver to take in the first round, pretty much all the ones that are possible. Yeah. There's just the right amount of information. 
Hmm. Just the right about. Sometimes you can get too much information on these guys. You're like, you know, just the right about bite size. You'll fly through reading it, uh, and it's really great. Some cool graphics in there as well. Good job, Eric. Yeah. Um, but um, what are the prospects? Like, what are the well, odds? Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, this this con this prospect of the Nuggets moving up in this draft is that enticing to you at all? No, I mean, I, I mean, look. Is there a player? Is there like a deal that could be struck? That's awesome. That moves up, of course. Maybe there's pieces you're willing to depart with, but. You know, to move up in the draft, you have to give something up. People don't just trade back in the draft for nope. no reason, especially if you're talking about, as it seems, that the report was in the 20s. Right. Or, or I'm sorry, 10, or before 20. They're at six. So moving up at minimum six spots, but I'm assuming seven, eight, nine spots, maybe even more. Okay, you have to trade some real assets to make that kind of kind of leap. What does Denver have? Well, they've got Zeke Najee. Are you wanting to part ways with Zeke Najee? I'd be so surprised by that. I think no. Zeke Najee Absolutely. looks like a piece you want to move forward with. Bowl, bowl, that doesn't move you anywhere. I don't think that moves you even one or two spots. Maybe gets you a second rounder. That might actually move you back mm. in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got Marcus Howard. Again, no. nobody, no, nobody's looking there. Uh, who is it that are these young pieces that that you have? Um, Michael Porter Jr. And as if so, I don't think he's w the one either. So I look at this and I say it's not realistic unless you were willing to depart with a uh, a Zeke Naji and maybe something else. Monte Morris. I was just gonna say, PJ Dozier. Are we talking about Monte Morris potentially? But he's not young. He's not young, and I would be more inclined to say that they would part with Monte Morris if they had a healthy starting point guard right next season. I mean, if Monte Morris isn't on the team, it's not like you have a lot of cap room to go out and get Kyle Lowry, right. you know? So that means you're going to start P.J. Dozier or Fakun Paso at, at the two? Or, I mean, at the one? Like, Monte Morris is your, your fill-in starting point guard right now. To me, the only way you move up mm -hmm. into that zone, you know, is if you were attaching maybe like an Aaron Gordon type. Again, I don't think this is happening, and it wasn't part of the report. That's how you could move up. Otherwise, you're talking Michael Porter Jr., Zeke Naji, and I'm not sure what else Denver has that, that would really Dozier, entice him. But, but oh is P.J. Dozier, final year of a deal, unproven player, injury history? I love P.J. Dozier. He has more value to Denver than right. he does for some exactly. team that's like, I'll move up. And then my last point on this is I just thought we were past this point for Denver. I thought that Denver was in the, you know, Zeke Naji, a great, I, I'm really excited about him, but it took a year for him to get there. There's no reason for me to think that Denver is going to take somebody at 15, 14 that is immediately ready to help Denver with their currently open championship window. So, what's the point? Is Denver still building towards the future? Not just preparing for the future, but building for the future? Right. That's what this sounds like. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> sound right to me. I don't. I almost don't buy it because it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the, I mean, this is the type, the time of year where you have to just sort of like take everything with a grain of salt. Like we're we're in the part of the year which is just pure chess being played by uh, different general managers, like agent. Like, you don't know where any of this information is coming, and a lot of it ends up being super dubious. And you know, you're trying to create urgency and, and get player movement. Mm -hmm. um, I I really don't see it either, but you know. Tim Connolly loves the draft, and it is his absolutely yeah. his strength, and it is the thing that he um, always does the most with. It, you know, meaning that he'll trade back to get more picks. He'll trade for like, so you just can't ever rule anything like this out. Um, but it 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 seems like a strange. <laughs> strategy but like what do i know i mean i and i would just add that it's not like they have like a plethora of of tradable picks here either um right. and, and then also th this is supposedly a deep late first draft anyway right we've talked about so many guys that could absolutely still be available at 26 um yeah that, that's why what i said at the top i right. think is like my my overarching takeaway going into draft that i really feel like the nuggets believe they can get one of those guys at 26 like uh, we, we've talked about most of them, you know, Josh Primo, Trey Mann, Deuce McBride. One of those guys is probably going to be there at 26. Springer, so, maybe even Jared Butler, who right. we'll talk about today. Um, unless they have And it sounds like from this report, there's a specific guy because that's kind of what I have both assumed, sure. but also heard. And when I say heard, I mean weeks back, not not most current, but weeks back that there's somebody available at 26. Like going to feel good about whoever's available at 26. Now it seems a little bit more like no, there's a guy, there's and a guy it's not he's not available at 26, and he is a little bit better than everybody else, and so much so that it's worth trying to move up. Now, who is that guy? That that's that's what's tough. Really interesting question. Is it yeah. is it Garuba? I don't. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I would love all, Garuba. That'd that's be a awesome. big. That's a big trade up. Tim, though. if you're that's in the comments, big, big uh, go ahead and tell us who that is. Usman Garuba would be awesome, <laughs> but like. 
do you probably have to go up into the mid teens to get them? Yeah, That's at least a big jump to make. Yeah, it's a huge. It's a jump. big jump to make. Hmm. Yeah, I look at so if you just ask me, here's the, here's a couple names. If you just think about the guard spots, and we've been so zeroed in on the guard spot, maybe it, maybe that you know looking the wrong way. But if we look at the guard spot, okay, Chris Duarte is ahead of twenty six. He looks like he's going to be nineteen twenty somewhere in there. He's twenty four years old. Do you trade? Assets for a 24-year-old, as good as he might be, it just that to me seems really weird. Yeah. You've got uh, uh, Cam Thomas, who maybe that is a Conley guy. He's a great shooter. Really, really interesting <laughs> dynamic score. Doesn't really help you, though. Like Again, he's the quintessential. If you're talking about right now, Cam Thomas comes in and shoots the ball a lot off the bench, but does he, does he, in the playoffs, is he playing any defense to help you stop? No chance. I don't, I don't think that is, right. a, especially as a rookie. So that one, to me, would be just out, so out of left field. The one guy who's kind of interesting here is Davion Mitchell, who I compare to Drew Holiday. I, th- I mean, he looks like that. Of course, he's you know, um, you know, at Baylor, a winner. Uh, We've seen him against some of the top talent, and he's looked even better against some of the top guys, at least at the NCAA level. Has question marks, and maybe he's a guy that you could talk yourself into, okay, you just watched the playoffs. You need a defensive, great defensive, not just good, but great defensive player. Mm-hmm. Can we get that in free agency? Can we get it for cheap in Davion Mitchell? Maybe, but even that, you're talking about trading a lot of assets for a rookie who still is probably going to need some seasoning. If you go up and trade into the lottery for Davion Mitchell – you got to be really, really confident he's that guy, man. And I'm not confident that, he has that he's that guy. He's six feet tall. Right, right, <laughs> right. And really? his top skills are defense, and right there you go, okay, well, that's limited, right? Yeah, like if you think he's going to be Drew Holiday, um, more power to you. I mean, he's six feet tall. I mean, there's only so much you can do on defense at six feet tall. <laughs> My God. The one thing I want to uh, explore is the influx of cams in the NBA. Reddish, <laughs> Payne, Thomas. Is there any others? Do we have three cams? Uh, there was another. There's two cams on uh, Phoenix, right? Uh, Cam, Cam Johnson, Johnson. Cam, Cam Johnson, Payne. Yeah. Payne. Who else do we have? Uh, Reddish. <laughs> okay. And the, wow. The, and, the, and then very soon. That's you're what right. I'm saying. Cam there's Thomas. just too wow. many cams. Too many cams. Way too many cams. I mean, another guy I look at is Trey Murphy. But again, like all these names are, this, it's a similar issue. You're essentially trading up into the lottery or right near there, and. That's just going to take such a gamble, right? Such an exchange of valuable assets, um, and it, it doesn't—it doesn't seem like it fits Denver's timeline. So, so here's another interesting wrinkle to this, though. We just look at the Tim Conley era, traded back, right? Traded back to get that's Gary his, Harris that's and his signature Nurkic. move. Traded back, you you know, you, to, it's get always Tyler to get Tyler Lydon <laughs> and Monte, you know, but. I, I just moving forward, Tim Tim always seems like a guy that finds value where he is. So. This the story moving up. Just something about it feels a little strange it, to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, th- I don't know, man. Like this, this coming out at this stage just feels like gamesmanship. Yeah, I mean that's almost the most likely scenario here, unless Denver really thinks that. Oh, you know, uh, we've got PJ Dozier and Bull Bull. That that's worth ten spots in the draft. That's like probably not, but maybe they feel that way for some reason. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, like I think Harrison is right. Like, there's been conversations. Like, you sure. know, what if we ba ba ba? And like that's taken as you know, sort of like gospel in a sense. Um, when really it's just sort of like they're just kind of feeling each other out. Like, I mean, have you ever been in a fantasy draft where you're like, I, hey, yeah. what if I? Uh, the thing is, is it's Kevin. First of all, I do think. Just from from poking around, I do think there's something to it. Like I, I, I think that that was a. I don't think this was a made up rumor sure. or something that did, came from like one sided. Right, right. I do think there, but at the same time, I'm certain, or not, I'm relatively certain, that it's not the only thing being discussed. Meaning, right. another report could have come out that said Denver's looking to trade out of the draft, and then we'd all be like, really? So I do think it's one of several scenarios that are being explored. I just, to be honest with you. I didn't think them moving up in the draft was one of the 10 scenarios I envisioned happening at this draft. No, it doesn't sound right. It really just doesn't sound right. It just it doesn't no. it doesn't match Tim Connolly's personality or just what we've seen of him. Like his like I mean we just said his signature move is to take a pick and then turn it into two. Yeah, and if you're a contending team, I mean, how many contending teams are really trying to trade up a lot in the That's draft? the other thing. Like, when I, love, I love discussing hypothetical trades as though you don't have to have another side agree to the trade. You're like, well, why don't they just trade this? You're like, I don't know. The other player didn't want, the other team didn't want that. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So it is interesting to kind of just look around and see who has what picks. The Wizards at 15, newly head coach Wes Unseld. Right. You I got mean, Tim Tomlin's connections. Connection Maybe that's. 
you know, maybe that's something more realistic. I, I don't know that there's like value on a sign and trade for Will Barton and that you get things back in that deal. It's not usually how sign and trades work, but who knows? Maybe. So I don't know. It's just it's a real mystery to me. Real head scratcher. Yeah, I, I wonder if that gets put out there now and then on draft night teams are looking around the league. Oh, Denver's been rumored to want to move up. Let's call Denver. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's just like now Denver's going to be in the mix. Like now Denver's going to be on speed dial for a lot of teams. Oh. And, and then also you just what people hear and what people are willing to report. Like within the last week, we've seen conflicting reports with the Lakers, for example, that they're going to trade up. They're also going to trade down. So it's like we said at the top, all these conversations are happening. Only thing um, certain with the Lakers is that they are trying desperately to trade they're crummy KCP players, and KCP and Kuzma, who <laughs> for, were, good for years we were tell, told were incredible, and now no team wants anything to do with them. <laughs> On their why hands would you, and knees begging. Yeah, why would you not want a player in your team that is not afraid to shoot over Jesus himself? That's true. It's a great that question. A great <laughs> when he hits a shot over Bol Bol <laughs> in an exhibition game. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't want that on your squad? <laughs> All right, well, when we come back on the other side, guys, we've got uh, a few more prospects here, a few more scouting reports to dish out, some guys that could be available around 26 maybe a little later uh but first it's the man with the wind in his hair and the man with the ads on his computer pick up some mile high city copper lager from breck brew this week make sure you have some for the draft uh while you're watching us streaming live uh during the draft on youtube maybe you're here at the dnvr bar if you're not uh make sure to have a mile high city copper lager in hand uh, while you're watching us during the draft you can pick them pick some up from your local liquor store can pick some up from the Breck Brew Farmhouse as well. Perfect for any occasion. Just hmm. just a beer that's absolutely perfect for any occasion. Very crushable. Yeah, if you're watching the draft, if you're at City Park. If you had a long day. Yeah. If, if you, you had, had a short day. day. Take a load off <laughs> with the Mile High City Copper Lager. <laughs> if you have a load on. <laughs> huh? <Okay>. um, <laughs> also, we at here at the DNVR Network, we're now sponsored by Ball. Let's go. Ball Arena, where the Nuggets play. Uh, as in the world's largest aluminum cannon packaging manufacturer. Also as in the aerospace technology company. Bet you didn't know that one. Uh, Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space and methane, ozone, even land and water use. Uh, Ball's ASI, Aluminum Stewardship Initiative, that makes them a leader in the stewardship of aluminum. They're a great company. They do <laughs> yeah, a lot of cool is. stuff. Uh, by 2030, Ball aims to reduce operational carbon emissions by 55% and across their value chain from 16% from 2017 levels. They're also looking for really bright people to work at their golden plants. If you want more information, go to jobs.ball.com, search for golden or simply text golden to 77222 if you want to work for a really cool company in Ball right here in Golden, Colorado. Let's go. Dude, I'm fired up. I'm actually going to text right now. Like, I'm not liking the way seven, this podcast seven, two, two, is going. I'm looking for a career change. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're uh, we're leading up to our big big night on Thursday night, our big draft show, Ooh. and uh, we're going to round out our scattering reports here this week. Got just remind good. people real quick, though, what the draft show is and where they. Oh, can just see that it. they come to the DNVR bar. Good idea. We actually have two big events this week. We have the the draft show, which is Thursday. Should be a riot. Should be a great time. Saturday's also our. Um, Grand opening. opening. Two point oh, like an all day longs party. You never know, by the way, who's going to show up. We we started at one o'clock, so we have like as much time. Oh, we got a big cushion. Yeah, we got a big cushion. (laughs) And uh, word to the wise out there: if you're ever looking to have a big opening of some thing you've worked on for a long time, do not choose. Friday the thirteenth as the initial day to open the bar, open that thing. We did that and we triggered a global pandemic. So that's our bad. <laughs> our bad. We do apologize. We so are. We yeah, do regret that. so now we're we're taking her back. We're gonna do grand opening two not on Friday the thirteenth on Saturday the thirty first. Is Eric gonna be there oh. or is? Drunk Eric gonna be there. Oh, Eric will be. Actually, I don't know that Eric's gonna make an appearance. D line will be here oh, in full force. Let's freaking go, dude! Spreading the gospel of Hassle Cattle Company oh, to everybody who doesn't want to hear it. If anybody wants <laughs> to, if anybody wants to be uh, have their ear talked it off about marbling or uh, any the something marbling. in something in Photoshop, uh, some of my favorite keystroke commands. Uh, come on down to the DNVR bar. <laughs> That is the worst sales pitch of all time. It sure is. <laughs> Come on down anyway. <laughs> all right, Kale, cue up that uh, cue up that first first prospect here. We're going prospecting. We're going prospecting. Hey-o. We're going to talk about Joel Ayai. 
Ayayi. I can't mm. say his name very well, but um, I'm very excited about this prospect, guys. He's a combo guard out of Gonzaga, mm. 21 years old, 6'5", 6'7", wingspan, only about 180 pounds. Uh, consistent outside shooter, not necessarily dynamic, but he's going to hit an open shot. He's a terrific cutter, terrific off-ball player, and obviously the appeal of a player like that in Denver, uh, it, it's pretty apparent next to Jokic. There's playmaking upside. Our guy Adam Spinella has detailed that at length in his videos. You know, not necessarily something he's known for, but something he can do and something that he can develop uh, at the next level. Um, not the most athletic guy, not a super dynamic handle, and he's not creating much for himself. He's not a one-on-one, break-you-down guy, um, but a team guy, a system player. So let's queue up those highlights, Kill, if you got them. And um, I like Joel Yai because I feel like he just seems like a Nuggets role player. That's it, man. That's it. High IQ, knows the game, knows where to be, not selfish, doesn't need a ton of shots, plays his role, defends. Like, just just nice role player, man. That That's who you want to surround the Nuggets big three with. Uh, you, guys like this, guys like Joel Yai. It's probably a second rounder uh, that... You know, Denver could trade into the draft yep. to, to get like the Zag's very well represented in this draft. Yeah. Also, what what I like about Gonzaga players is um, they play in like an NBA level offense. Yeah. Mm. They play in a very complex scheme, so they're not going to be flustered by terminology and Whew. complex X's and O's when they get to the NBA level. I, I trust Gonzaga players. Yeah, they know their roles. They play within their roles. I think this is a guy that probably not viewing himself at least right away as like some superstar, but a guy who's going to try to make the low end of a rotation international <laughs> too. Um, I like that. Right. Oh. In France yeah. uh, defensively. He's, he's competent. He's very active. Um, he worked himself up to a, a very competent level in college. There's strength concerns. I mean, 180 pounds. He's a little guy. You'd like man. to see him get a little stronger. That's going to be important to his versatility defensively at the next level. But yeah, feel for the game. Like Wynn said, I think this is a guy that just knows where to be on both sides of the floor. It's funny because the Nuggets already have like an, a lot of my type of guys. I almost feel like filling out the roster with, especially when we talk about shooting guard, the next guard next to Murray is going to be a guy that's not my favorite, but he allows my favorite types right. to play. Right. So I look at a guy like Ayayi and I think, man, not, uh, you know, I really like it. The athleticism isn't there. He's not that quick, but I just like smart player cuts, understands the game, can shoot, can do all that stuff that you need would be a perfect you know, fourth option, fifth option, reliable. Um, but then I think about it, and I think Denver, I've talked about this so much, I do think they need somebody on the roster that can beat people off the dribble yeah. and can defend at an elite level and this or that. It's just he's not that. So I like him because he's my favorite type of player. I just don't know if that's what they need at that shooting guard spot. Sure. Yeah, I don't think he's a starter. I don't, I don't think don't think he's the, oh you pick him and he's oh he's he's your two guard I think he's sure. a bench guy I mean he's a second rounder I mean he's yeah he's not a twenty six yeah. pick no no he's right. a second rounder yeah he's I think he's a bench a guy and you're like yeah like he's just a good player let's put him on the roster and see what happens I mean, he looks like C J McCollum to me this is the kind of guy I think you look at if someone does say all right here's a second rounder for bowl um, depending on where that is uh, it's just but what I really like is just a smart player, a really good cutter. And then once he cuts and catches the ball, he's an adept finisher around the rim as well. Um, you guys are absolutely right. Like, I don't sort of view him or project him as a starter or high-end starter or anything like that. But I think this is absolutely a guy who's going to figure out a way to carve out an NBA career for himself. How do you weigh – like, Gonzaga's a good program. They play smart basketball. Um, how do you weigh teams that have multiple guys in the draft? You know what I mean? This is kind of I the do. Devin Booker factor. Like, Devin Booker was not – he came off the bench right. at UK, but it's like, yeah, but they have four NBA players on the roster. He's that way, too. I mean, you've got a couple guys. you got Suggs ahead of him. you got Kispert ahead of him, and now – Well, I think it's a positive because he played a role at Gonzaga around some stars. Yeah. You know, he, he was a role player around Jalen Suggs and Kispert and a couple other guys, and that's going to be his role in the NBA. Right. So I feel like I, I don't – know what he thinks i can't read his mind but i feel like you know the role he played at gonzaga he was okay with because he was there for like three years so i feel like he'd be okay being a role player in the nba so i think it's positive it's not necessarily the same thing as kentucky right trying to unpack how all these sort of five star the guys first option guys mesh together 
That's true, though. I mean, it is true. Like, there's something really positive about the idea that a team that was so successful and played, like, so well together and has a bunch of guys that are NBA caliber, like, he was able to play seamlessly along them. Um, That's a pretty good point. So, second-round draft pick that, you know, for for, for a guy, a player. And for what it's worth, Kevin O'Connor has him on his big board around, like, 47, and I think that's around the area where most folks want him. Um, but yeah, just a sleeper guy that I thought might be fun to look at. It um, is fun. Uh, yeah, he's he's a time of my life. Well, in Denver, he's my kind of guy. The other two guys, though, that I wanted to talk to you, you fellas, about today, uh, recently mocked in the twenty-two, twenty-three range, could absolutely be available at twenty-six. Although I don't necessarily expect them to, but it's possible. Um, let's talk about Jared Butler out of Baylor. Jared Butler is a combo guard, 20 years old, 6'3", 6'4", wingspan. Again, I'd be surprised if he's at 26, but he has been sliding in some of these mocks. Look at the strengths, um, shooting, playmaking, defense. That's all great. Uh, Cons finishing around the rim, and then also strength. I mean, 6'3", is not going to be the smallest guy, uh, but he's not the biggest guy in this draft either, biggest guard. And I think playing through contact, playing with strength, still an area of improvement for him. Um, Adam, what do you think about Jared Butler? It's kind of similar to the last guy, a better version of this, but it's like, again, another one of those, I like the mold. I like the type of player, but is that what Denver needs? He does provide some defense, not necessarily defensive versatility because of his size, but he is a good defender. defender. And maybe Denver, I don't think, I don't know if Denver's ever going to be like a fully switch everything type team or anything like that. So maybe it doesn't matter. What did we just get going on here? We Uh, just got some sound on the highlights. Oh, um, but you know, but he does do a lot of interesting things, so I like him. I just, I, I would be shocked if he was an option for Denver. Sure, he is. He does seem to be mocked all over the place. All over the place. Well, yeah, it has to be. With the I health think a thing. reason because of that is the yeah. health issue. He had it's a, a heart. heart issue when Oof. he got to college that made him unable to play when he uh, committed to Alabama. And then he went to Baylor and he got cleared. So it's kind of one of those things where i don't i don't know what the medical looks like but nba teams do so i wonder if that's why he's but there was questions even with the nba the right for a while there yeah. it was like he was in limbo and, and then, then they, they did him. clear him right but i don't think that this necessarily means like he's good to go you right. know another but, winner um, though yeah another winner yeah and, a, and a microwave scorer off the bench right could maybe score and burst pretty well at the next level uh and then look that that's the we the on bell defense is is a high mark for him but again when you're that size I always bring this point up because I think it's really important. Like Gary Harris was the most, was the best perimeter defender on the Nuggets by a country mile, and then wasn't closing games in the conference finals because there wasn't a matchup for him. So, on-ball defense is mitigated by size. Um, He's got a great jumper, though. Great jumper. Great-looking jumper. One of the best shots in the class for sure, and also one of the best on-ball defenders. And a great spot-up guy. Really smart off-ball player. Relocates well. Uh, High-effort guy. I mean, there are a lot of things to like about Jared Butler. Mostly just wanted to bring him up because I was surprised to see him so low in some of the latest mocks. Yeah, another super high character guy. I mean, he fits that. And I know we know that's really important to Denver, but I think you have like guys who are culture fits as in there's no negatives to him. And then there's guys that are culture fits because they're like beamingly positive. I think he's that type. Right. Right. Eric, are you learning anything about Jared Butler? Do you like what you see here in this uh, highlight? He, I mean... He looks a little undersized. Um, I like to know that he's a shooter. I mean, who doesn't want more shooting in the NBA? I love every team when they break it down. They're like, they need, they need more shooting. So true. <laughs> yeah. So shooting is uh, they just important. need another shooter. They just need to get another shooter out there. But he does look a little small to me. I don't Six know. Six three. Uh, more just the body type. Yeah, and not um, explosive too is the thing. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering like if the strategy for the Nuggets this year isn't to just to get guys that they can send to Grand Rapids and, and, you know, keep on, on ice essentially uh, develop and and then, you know, bring back later uh, when some of these, you know, some of the guys that we have on the team now sort of like their contracts expire and keep that cupboard stocked. I mean, I I don't really know if they're looking at this draft as a way to get better this year. I I have a hard time imagining it. Mm Hmm. I mean, do you? Butler wouldn't be that guy. Yeah. No, definitely not. That's what I mean. Like, so a guy like this, you can be like, well, all right, he's got a lot of skills that, you know, NBA teams want. Uh, he's definitely like he could not- grow into a Mister Nugget role. Yes, <laughs> off yeah. the bench, everybody loves. Do you him. think that going to Grand Rapids and putting time in with the gold that gives you Mister Nugget points? 
Oh. Because I, I think it should. Mr. Mr. Gold Nugget? Yeah. But just yeah, putting, t- putting time in in Grand Rapids, that's like it's like paying your dues. That is. Paying All your right. Mr. Nugget dues. Well, I just, it, is, it feels I like. I don't s- think somebody on the gold is going to be Mr. Nugget, man. I just, I don't so think they could have novel. I think it could. Does it feel so novel, the idea Denver Nuggets have a place where they can put players that aren't immediately on the squad and they just don't have to release them into the atmosphere? I'm very or, excited for or the Or just gold. hope Me that too. another team develops them in the right way? Like, I just I'm I'm tickled. It's like I don't I, I just feel like we have this new toy. It's that it's sweater you have. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweatshirt, Adam. And uh, it's a sweater. It's a sweater. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So Jared Butler. I mean, health concerns uh, aside, I expe- you know I think he's a guy that can absolutely carve out an NBA yes. career for himself. But yeah, how well does he fit with the Nuggets? Um, not a very explosive guy below the rim. But he he's is a kinda, good player, though. Man. He's twitchy, though. He's, he's twitchy. Player. Yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's going to be a, a nice player off the bench. Like, for could someone. he be Terrence Mann? Well, like the Clippers, Terrence Mann. Mm. Yeah, it's possible. It's a better shooter. Does it bother? Does it bother you that Terrence Mann came from Florida, Trey Mann comes from Florida, and they are, are of no relation? Right. Bother man. Me. I refuse to sleep over it. I refuse. That's just an error on Wikipedia. It can't be right, right? It has to be wrong. <laughs> no, Eric, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> does it? Does it bother <laughs> you? For asking that. So there's a Terrence man and a Trey man. Does that presume there was a first man? Oh man, uh, probably not. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good. No, nah, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> oh boy, All nobody, right nobody here. in the room. Everybody. <laughs> I, we we move on from Jerry Butler. It's my, it's my kind of humor, though. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> it's my kind of analysis. Third guard I wanted to talk to you guys about today, uh, Sharif Cooper out All of right, Auburn. Let's do this one. He's undersized, guys. Sharif Cooper <laughs> is every uh, player. <laughs> he is six one, if that six six foot wingspan. I'm starting to see a trend in the yeah. the players that vote picked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't but he's got a lot of heart, guys. He's got. <laughs> I didn't do that. On, this guy reminds me of Fox. Oh, my God. I hate myself. Okay, Shreve Cooper, strengths. I mean, handle, playmaking. He's a very t- gifted passer. Um, that dynamic handle uh, allows him to be a pretty dynamic playmaker as well. And then 1v1 scoring. He's really fast, twitchy guy. He can beat you off the dribble. Doesn't necessarily need a screen. But, guys, Eric, these are your favorite guys. The weaknesses. Can't um, play basketball. Defense, <laughs> shooting, size, and strength. That's my guy, dude. Let's get him. Let's I'm, roll the tape on. Uh, I'm into. On I'm into 100 heart and zero percent skill. So Sharif Cooper Sh- is a guy that you've seen around that same range, sort of 22, <laughs> 23 range. Um, gets a fair amount of buzz. Been talked about a lot. I'm not sure I see it with this guy, guys. I think Cooper's got some bust potential as a smaller guy with a lot to work on. Uh, Ooh, but Harrison, what, what do you think? What do you think about Shreve Cooper? Well, I just hate small guards. Sorry, <laughs> vote. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, small guards out there. So that automatically makes me not Fuck a Shreve Cooper Sienta. guy. Yeah. Also, he, he can't shoot it or he didn't shoot it. Um, not well at, at all Auburn in college. I, I don't think he's like an amazing defender. He, he's small. Like I said, six foot, six foot one. Great passer, though. Like, great vision, great pure point guard. Very good passer. Can he be Ish Smith, Jalen Brunson combo of those two? Like, that's, that's small... probably his best case scenario. That's only good if you're playing against the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. <laughs> um, you said twitchy earlier, and I think maybe like shifty would be even more because oh. he's like a joystick. Like, oh. you know, you watch the, the one of the highlights they had with him going coast to coast, there was like. Five cuts in there with the ball in his hands, like right, oh right, hard, sure, hard ninety degree turn yep. left, hard. So he's very, he's like a joystick. The way he's able to sort of operate at full speed and make movements. Um, but then again, that's because he's a tiny guy. I mean, tiny guys sometimes are that way. So um, I'm with you. He's intriguing. I don't know that he's like a certified bust or, or whatever. I especially say certified. At, but well, you didn't potential. say certified <laughs> <laughs> because at twenty two, guaranteed it as far as I'm you did guarantee it at six one and being picked at twenty two. Almost the expectation is that right, below fifty percent chance that he would work out, but he does. He really runs the team well. And, um, he passes really well. He gets to his spots whenever he wants because he's yeah. so quick. But yeah, the weaknesses are tough. He's a very gifted passer. Might be the best passing guard in the draft. But yeah, twenty point eight percent from the college three point line. 
Um, not great. Doesn't not even great. jump on his shot. His shot is like a set three. Yeah. It's kind of ugly. It's kind of weird because he's not. He's a pretty fundamentally sound person, and he's a really player. good free throw shooter too. Eighty-two and a half from the line. Right. So there's some reason to believe maybe. See that shot just doesn't get off the ground. Yeah, he never looks very comfortable with it either. Do you think he grew his hair out so that we'd be tricked? If yes. He'd be taller? Yes. He's like three inch to four inch tall. He's got a great look about him. I'll tell you that. I couldn't agree with you great more. Great look. I could not agree with you more. And a good name. He, oh. lo- he looks like his name sounds. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's all you need. Right. <laughs> but he's a he's a really good player, though. Like Adam said, he's a point guard, knows how to run his team. He averaged 20 and 8 in right. the SEC as right. a freshman. So he's a good player. Just I don't know if he's a really good NBA player. Yeah, I guess when I just say bus potential, I just mean he he might not make it. I mean, there's a chance he can't shoot at all, and if you can't shoot at all as a six foot guard, I mean, looks like a, a little a little cam uh, campaign in here. <laughs> you are just so hung up on campaign. <laughs> you know what? Right? I I actually know what it is. It was the inside layup. It's the, the inside that, that hand layup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that. and he also shoots at a little bit of a slight angle. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, campaign. Remember. T- Four teams, I think, before he had his breakout year in Phoenix, and that, oh, I that's a, I hate campaign as a player. There's also a you know that there is that thought of it as some of these guys are guys that take a while, and yeah. that means they usually end up on other teams before sure. they're ready. Or they or they uh, they hunker down at the gold. <laughs> they hunker down. Yeah, they, they become <laughs> hunker gold, down through that cold. They become long winter. Go, gold mainstays. Yes, <laughs> um, he is a, an example though of that type of guard that can break down a defense Stay all on his own. Gold. But again, I don't think you're drafting Shreep Cooper to be your shoot, starting shooting guard. I think he's more, yeah, like you said, a true backup. Yeah. And out of all the guards in that late first round range, he would be the one that I'd be most surprised if Denver took. I think. Mm. You, you said he'd been mocked at twenty two. Is that this player? mid to late twenties? Somewhere in 20s. that range, yeah. Somewhere in that. It, like they slide yeah. every week. Out of all those guys that we've talked about, uh, like Primo, Trey, Man, McBride, I'd be pretty shocked by yeah. Sharif Cooper. All right, so it sounds like I've underwhelmed you all quite uh, <laughs> spectacularly with these three prospects. Do any any of them pique your interest as a, as a future Denver Nugget? Um, and obviously, with, with Joel, we're not talking about that that twenty sixth pick. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. A Yai I like, but I mean, what is he going to be? Like a eighth, ninth man one day? Hey, you need some of those, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. International yeah. flair, too. He has oh. French and citizenship in Benin. Oh, I like exciting. that. That's Benin fun. or Benin? I think it's Benin. Oh, okay. I thought it was Benin. Where is Benin? Well, it's interesting you ask that. It's <laughs> right there uh, on, on the little part of the western part of Africa there, right next mm. to Nigeria mm. and I believe Togo. Hmm. <laughs> We're learning so much today. Geography <laughs> corner. I believe Porto Novo is Porto Novo is their uh, capital. Un- unbelievable. All right, this seems like a natural <laughs> time for a break, and when we come back, we'll finally get to those mailbag questions that you guys asked us yesterday. Uh, yeah, guys, head to manscape.com. Use the code DNVR for twenty percent off plus free shipping uh, at manscape.com when you use the code DNVR. Make sure to pick up that lawnmower 4.0 for the summer with that 7,000 RPM motor, 4,000K LED spotlight, different blade lengths, Dude. sizes one through four, uh, the travel bag that you also get uh, when you get the performance package 4.0. I think that's like a $39 value. Uh, you also get some anti-chafing boxers with that as well. Holy Tons smokes. of stuff in that performance package. I've never 4.0. chafed in those boxers, bro. They're Well, they're anti-chafing, so. They work. Dude, look at this I'm man's face. That's a chafe-free existence going on over here. Chafe-free existence. Wow. Chafe. He's chafe. Never you can tell how Chafers. my inner thighs are rocking from my face. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I can hear them. <laughs> there's, no, there's no noise when normally there is. Wow. Oh, man. Well, if you want to get that perfect or performance package 4.0, if you want to get the lawnmower 4.0, you can get it for 20% off at manscaped.com plus free shipping with the code DNVR. Uh, make sure to use that code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, right now at DraftKings, awesome deals going on. Awesome deals going on that you guys should take advantage of. Uh, right now, you can place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if the USA wins any medal this year. Uh, that's 100 to 1 odds on any American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. And spoiler alert, they've already won 40. 40? Yes. <laughs> exactly 40. Well, in that in that range. Okay. Nice. Well, they'll probably win uh, yes. any more. That seems like a lot this early in the games, but uh, I'll, I'll trust mm. you on that. Andre said that number. I, okay. uh, I, I'll verify this. Okay. 
25. Okay. 25. 20. Right. Andre, you SOB. I'll, I'll end you. Nine gold, eight silver, eight points. Well, they've won in the 20s, so uh, that bet wins before you place it. Yes, <laughs> that bet has already won. It will win again, <laughs> maybe every day for the next couple weeks. Uh, so download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you set up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if the USA wins a medal. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also, Solace Meds has some crazy deals still going on uh, in the month of July. Take advantage of these guys. You can get them at all four of their convenient Colorado locations. Uh, Solace Meds has locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Broadway, and on East Colfax, just blocks from the DMVR bar. Uh, here's some of their awesome deals in July that they got going on right now. All Green Dot Concentrates, 20% off. All Wana, 25% off. Uh, you can get a 10 cent pre-roll or 10 milligram edible when you spend 50 bucks. Whoa, great deal right there. Unbelievable. So uh, stop in today. Use the code DNBR20 for 20% off. That's another deal they've got going on always. Uh, at any of their locations, if you're at the Wheat Ridge location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Kong with your purchase. But remember... That DNVR20 code for 20% off. Adam is really, really pressed by my uh, hoodie. It's really throwing it is, him it's off. It's disgustingly hot outside. <laughs> it's so hot. And you're in a hoodie. I am actually with Adam on this one. Thank, Sorry. thank God. Sorry to bully you. Well, no, you would never side with me unless it was really, really, well, I, really I, clear. I'm comfortable. Doesn't that matter? Uh, okay. Hey, here's a sham wow, guys. <laughs> the NBA Board of Governors have voted to continue the 2020-2021 play-in tournament. It's officially back for next season. So pumped that when you're hosted, we got to hear you say tournament. Tournament. It's my favorite tournament, foe word of yours. Tournament. I never knew that until uh, <laughs> until I started doing I thought you were going to say the NBA Board of Governors has voted to appro- approve and continue the 2021-2022 season. Yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're getting a season. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. All righty. It is time for the Monday Mailbag. Let's go. On Tuesday, July 27th, 2.46 p.m. Uh, I'm going to give Kale time for a graphic. There we go. Look at that. Where's the three heads in the bag? <laughs> the severed heads in Just the bag? Just close your eyes and imagine Most it. horrifying graphic in the DNVR. At 93, Kathness wants to know, uh, how do you see this draft playing out for the Nuggets? Take the pick at 26, trade up, trade down. Um, if they do pick at 30, at 26, who are your personal preferences at the moment? We haven't talked about this at all. Yeah, Jermaine. Well, this is a very Jermaine question today. How hilarious, because if they, we would have got to this yesterday the way that he when he said, we it, said like no way no they, way they move him are you crazy, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> listen to us guys we know but luckily but we're luckily. tackling it now with my you. question i have a question why did you choose justified as the uh way to align that question huh you have inconsistent spacing in between words are you talking to Karen? No, I'm not, talking to Adam. Eric, not a fan of Justified. No, no, not a fan of Justified. You like a line middle? I like you choose left when it's for reading. You see, I'm in between take, the, pick at 26. All. Yeah. Adam chose Justified. All right, guys. Well, we, we'll 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 take them behind. <laughs> it's the like a letter of, of that industry. you write in the in on in a paper. You know, like when you got mail in the paper. Like, okay. Uh, at, what's the Ask Abby? We're like Ask Abby right here. With with the font uh, in, or industry. This is the kind of good stuff we usually save for the members only <laughs> pod. Uh, people had questions. Oh, wait. That was the question. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Um, I just would prefer they just draft at 26. And I also like Springer. That is also my my prime choice if he's available at 26. Hmm. Okay. Wind? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Great answer. Like. Yes, one of those guys is going to be there that we've talked about. But I got to say, I'm not like 100% gung-ho about any of them. Mm. I'm really not, man. Give us two Give us two you really like. I like Deuce McBride. Nice. I really do. I really, really do. But I'm not like 100%. Oh, Deuce McBride's going to yeah. be a hell of a player. Mm. I mean, um, that's, yeah, that's the thing about the end of the draft, right? It's like pure... Like even more so than uh, in years past when we were in the lottery. Like this is actually just purely gambling. Yeah. Primo, I get really excited about Primo. I mean, he's so young. Like the skills are obviously there. Inject the Grand Rapids gold with some talent. Let's I'm all, I'm all go, for dude. that. 
I'd get excited about Primo. Uh, I, I like Bones Highland too. Yeah, I'm excited for the good, the, the good people of Michigan, the Michiganders. They're yeah. a great team to root for. We'll have this coming out, I think, um, on Thursday, kind of like our, the guys that we are super excited about. But yeah, Springer, too much. Yeah. Springer to me is is, is up there. Uh, there are a lot of guys that I would be. I don't know if there's anybody that they could pick that I would be like, hell yeah, like high fives all around. Yes, I think yeah. there's a lot more, but there's a wide group of guys that I'd be like, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Like, that's cool. Uh, right. That's in the category. And right, there's right. only a few that I'd be like, and here's the funny thing. The guys I don't see, if the Nuggets take them, I'm kind of like, all right, what what did I miss? <laughs> kind of like sure. it was last year with Zeke Naji, just because I know Tim's good at this. So um, there are a few pl- people I don't like. There's a big group of guys I do like, but nobody I love. Let's move on to another question. Jason Preston, that one, I'd get excited for. Hell not yeah. 26? Well, maybe not 26. <laughs> maybe not 26, but. I love this question. Do you guys think Jokic watched a single finals game? <laughs> so we have to put over under amount of actual game minutes that Jokic has watched for the finals. Mm. Over under. What's the line going to be? Uh, I'll set it. I'll set it. 60. One game. No, I'm going to hope of actual game clock time that he watched. I'm going to set it at 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Over. First of all, we know he's on vacation. He's in, He was on Italy for part of it. Yeah, I'll I, say over. I believe he. I believe it's over. I think he watched. Well, there's the time difference. Though. Time difference. Yeah. Is he staying up? So is he watching highlights on YouTube? Up. Is he staying up till two in the morning to watch it? If Miroslav can do it, why can't uh, Jokic? <laughs> Jokic doesn't want to. That's a great point. Yeah. I I think I don't know, dude. <laughs> I, I think that uh, when you become the MVP of the league, like maybe your relationship changes a little bit. And he does love Giannis. Yes, exactly. He's really he like he loves Aiton too. Yeah, I, I really think he watched the finals. I think he watched the finals. Okay. Yeah, I'm definite over. I'm going under. I think he's aware of the finals. I don't think he watched. I think I'm going under. Aware of the finals. I think he needed a break. He knows of the finals. He knows of the finals. <laughs> I really do love that's a legitimate question for the NBA <laughs> and we, MVP. And we have, we have stark differences. Yep. Like you can't agree. <laughs> you don't think he just caught 10 minutes of game time at a bar once? At, at a Sambor at bar? Th- was it, would it be 3 in the morning? Four at a Sambar? Sambar. Uh, maybe. maybe. All right, let me dig around this mailbag here, see if I can find another question. And we've got one. This one comes to us from at Chad 6228924. Let's go, Chad. This is definitely Tim Conley filling out. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about trading Chad. for Derek White? But also the second part of this, I was more intrigued by. If Denver decides to trade their pick for an established player, uh, is there anyone that they could target? In that part, of course. So Derek White kind of the mold that you might want next to Jamal Murray a little bit. Really good defender. You kind of wish he was a little taller. He's only 6'3". You wish he was 6'4", 6'5". But he's he, he's pretty built. He, uh, he can penetrate. He can get to the rim, as we saw in the playoffs a couple years ago. Yep. Um, so, I think he's a decent fit in the Nuggets backcourt. Decent. He- he also has something that is like you can't count on from any other player, which is that he loves this area. He well, does. He would actually, it would actually mean something to him to play for the Denver Nuggets. And he's Nuggets. great kid, high character. Patron of the DNVR bar? Yes. Known yes. patron? He's, he's, I mean, Mr. Nugget potential through the roof. Oh, my God. I mean, it sounds like trite, but I mean, I, that really does mean something. Like players that actually get this why Denver is a special place and like actually feel like the fans are deserving of a high quality product. And they, they actually take pride. We saw Chauncey Billups came back and like transform the team. And like, yeah. obviously we're, we're talking about two different calibers of player, but like there's something to the idea of really taking pride in the concept of Denver and, and wanting to do something for the people of Denver, which is not, it's something we've never been able to count on. It's something we've never really had. And it seems like the tide is turning in that uh, regard. But, I mean, if you can get people on your team that, that really genuinely want to be there, that I, that's invaluable to me. Is it possible? It would have to be like a sign-in trade, right? How would they? Is he a free agent? Uh, I can't remember. No, he's not. He's under contract. It's a four-year, 70-year deal. Well, it's funny because I was told one of the teams that would have interest in Will Barton in free agency was the Spurs. Because they needed DeRozan replacement. I mean, who's leaving? 
I would so not may, like, maybe that's your sign and trade right there. I don't that, know. That would not that would not be a terrible move in my in my opinion. It's a lot of money, man. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen million dollars for yeah. Derek White. Like he's good. I don't. Yeah. Is he better than Will Barton? I don't think so. He's different, but he's different for sure. Different. He, he's different, but uh, what I'm saying is that's just a lot of money for what will probably end up being your fifth best player if you're ever going to win anything. It's you probably right. have your big three, and then you have, you know. Either the Aaron Gordon role or the Derek sure. Ro- uh, White role as the next top paid guy. It's but does that? Does, I mean, does that allow you to have Jamal Murray not uh, move off ball and and play a little that bit? Too? They're both like secondary. They're both. It's true. They're both. They're both not better. point guards and not shooting guards. Right. You know? yeah. Sure. I like Derek White. I, for personal, I'm with Eric for personal reasons. Yes, logically, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, especially when you that contract. I, mean, I have no idea how those negotiations are, but like. If you could do Barton for 15 a year, right? Which might be a stretch, but if you could, it's probably preferable. Right, let me dig around this mailbag here. I know there's uh, something uh, else in there. Uh, at Agitam99. Let's go Agitam! Um, uh, or AJ Etam, even. Let's go AJ Etam! Should the Nuggets give uh, Jamichael Green the pay raise? I don't think he was bad, but I definitely don't think he overachieved last season. Or is there a chance he signs a long-term contract without the pay raise? So one, th- I know Bronco Squatch was one thing he thought was really possible here was that he's just looking for a uh, a very small raise, like eight point five million. You know what I mean? As opposed to seven million guaranteed. Um, that Who? To Michael Green. Oh, he would opt Bronco in. Squatch. Me actually. Me. So he Bronco would have opted Squatch in for, for seven a small mil. raise of one point five million dollars, <laughs> and that's something that Denver could offer to him without going over the cap. You know they don't really have much space to go sign someone new, but they could give small raises. Um, Adam, do you have strong feelings under the tax? Thank you. Do you have strong feelings either way about retaining green? My only strong feeling is I worry about too much turnover a second year in a row for Denver. Yeah. Because my personal thoughts on Jermichael Green are that I think he's an okay player. He sounds like a great locker room guy, and Yoke loves him. That means it carries a lot of weight. Honestly, my biggest reasons for liking him, I think as a player he's – He's good, not great. I don't think he saves you. I don't think he kills you. And I think you can probably find guys to replace him. Um, so I don't know. I like Jermichael Green. I don't love him. Yeah, he really like took us all over the map. When we started off, it was like, oh my god, Jeremy Grant. Who? This guy's incredible. Like, right, how, right. how would you ever? How do we even get Jermichael Green? Like, and then midway through the season, you're like, is this guy an NBA player? Like, what are we doing? Um, and like, where we netted out is sort of like. I mean, it's it's hilarious to think that Jokic would declare that he wants to play the rest of his career with this guy, and then he's gone after one year. <laughs> Just well, it's, it's funny, man. Do you remember how the season started off? Nuggets are one and four, and Jamichael Green hadn't played yet. Yes. And they got Jamichael Green back, on and fire. they caught fire. Yes. So I, I'm I'm with Adam in the sense that yeah, he's an okay player. Like I, I don't think he's gonna like push you up up a tier or, or take you down a tier if he's not on your team. But um, I, I think it's important to bring him back. I think Denver needs his toughness. Yeah. I, th- I think Denver needs his toughness and just his grit and how he's just That's for sure. know, I not, agree. not scared of well, anyone and really kind of an enforcer type. And especially with, like, I, I mean, I, I personally, I, I don't know if you guys have a better idea, like, what is happening with Paul Millsap? Like, Paul Millsap feels like, you know, th- those two were sort of interchangeable, even though they oftentimes played together, but they sort of, like, filled the same kind of role. And if we lost both of those players, yeah. uh, which essentially represented the entire front court for the Nuggets at times last year for, like, yeah. long stretches, like, that. I mean, are we talking about JaVale McGee? I don't even know <laughs> what that looks like. Um, so that from that standpoint, it would be a bummer to lose Jermichael Green. But it, he is like he's again, but he's like kind of like a guy. But, I mean, I have Swipe has a really good point in the comment here where he says that you could probably swap Jamichael Green for Jeff uh, for Jeff. Oh, green, green on a green, green on green swap. Mm. Here. Um, honestly, though, the funny thing is, is like Jamichael Green brings things that Jeff Green doesn't. But I think in a playoff series and by the way, Jeff Green had a fantastic year. I don't even know if he's gettable. But in a playoff series, Jeff Green, I think, way more valuable. Like he just yeah. the more things he can do, and it seems like that's the, the where it goes. So I'm I'm with him on that one. Yeah. I Even feel, though you lose out on the leadership and toughness things a little bit, yeah. quite a bit, if you lose Jermichael. What Jermichael Green probably wants is just the same exact contract he just signed, more but for a little more. Probably just another one plus one, right? Right, that, and that's what I'm talking about. And then you offer him like eight and a half, yeah. and that's not really. 
I mean, what does that take away? Level. But what does that take away from Denver in terms of what they could offer? Uh, other players. I mean, I mean they don't have a lot of cap space. Probably inconsequential. That's what that's my point. And so, if that's the figure, then to me, it's absolutely. Kind of have a feeling. Barton and Jermichael Green both like I would not be surprised if both were gone. I'm not saying I, that's will will happen, yeah. but I would not be surprised. This team goes from all the continuity to so much turnover. This is why the idea of moving up in a draft. Imagine you do a consolidation trade, you trade three players to move up. You draft one young player, and then you lose your two veterans, and you go like, "Oh my god, this team's so different and younger somehow." It's crazy too if you think about the beginning of last season. We had seven new players, and just the havoc that it caused on the team. Like they were just. That was the entire talking point for at least the first month of the season. Like, why were they losing? Why did they lose two games to the Sacramento Kings? And we're talking about a season where we're not going to have Jamal Murray for a large portion of it. Like, continuity feels like even yeah. more important from that standpoint than ever before. You um, need some stability. For sure. And Jermichael Green, to me, is stable. Yeah. Very stable. Yeah. I do think, having said all that, there's certainly a line in the sand where if he's looking for, for, sure, for a sure. contract that's different or bigger, that's... It, it, Denver could probably just turns to Zeke Naji at that point, but yeah. anything else in that old mailbag, Kale? Let me dig around here. <laughs> Love the sound Ramos. effects. And here oh. he is, our friend Jake, friend oh. of the show. Stat Squatch, also known as Bronco Squatch, also known as Jake, also known as not friends with my mother. Ten days from now, <laughs> we will, uh, ten days from now, we will probably have a good idea of what the full is, including free agents. Um, what do you hope the roster looks like? At least the final four or five spots that are up for grabs. Um, it's sort of a tough question to flush all the way out. I, I mean, I I hope that they can bring Barton and Green back, and then they use their pick at twenty six. I it's such a, a look. Your chances of of getting back to the level that they were at last season post trade deadline after the Murray injury they're pretty low, but it, sh- it should absolutely be the goal in my opinion. <laughs> if you can bring that team back together without handcuffing yourself, you got to try because that team was really good. Yeah, what I expect and what I hope are probably two different things. I mean, look, Denver's been dealt a little bit of a rough hand with the Murray injury, just how everything ended up breaking out. Like a you go from you go from really from the top to now, there's just so much uncertainty. But if we talk hopeful, I know it's silly because it's not going to happen. This is like my foolish hope. I'm listening to Zach Lowe and um, Gavoni and Schmidt talking about you know all the different things they're hearing. Every team wants Lonzo Ball. <laughs> it's so funny. No fans want Ben Simmons or Lonzo Ball. Every team wants these guys. That, if you would ask me what my hope is, that would be my hope that Denver somehow hmm. finds a way to do that. And that's why when I hear if Denver were to move up, the only way I could see it working out is if they were to like shed a significant shed amount of salad, their calorie. Yeah. But I don't even see that happening. But right. if you ask me my hope, that would be my hope. That's an awesome hope. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so fun to hope. I got yeah. like 36 more hours of this. <laughs> that's like <laughs> for just crushing. a lot of our show is hoping for things. I hope they... Um, I hope they we get a dip, bit of a new look on the bench with with a couple guys like uh, just mentioned Jeff Green. He'd be cool, I think. Doug McDermott, I think he'd be cool. He's a free agent I like. So I hope I hope there's some some new life that comes in on the bench. Um, I hope that uh, Tim dips into Europe and, and gets somebody from there that we can get hyped about. I feel like uh, you, you don't need to hope on that one. Yeah, <laughs> just wait for that to happen. Um, but I'm. Yeah, I'm not expecting fireworks. I'm not expecting fireworks. Yeah, man, what do I hope happens? Like, this is funny because you always have to to wonder, you know, are we overvaluing our own guys? This is the the sin that the Denver Nuggets fan base always commits. Every fan base. Yeah, when you're looking at a guy like Will Barton, when you're looking at a guy like Jermichael Green, particularly Will Barton, um, but, you know, that, that... two slash three that wing position in the nba is is as valuable as it gets i mean i just my hope is that we have a very competent player that i mean it's could i guess just be pj dozier i guess we'll see what what happens there it would be nice also to go along with what adam and george carl now have said where uh two years in a row now where we get like a really competent point guard to run this squad um especially to pair alongside jamal murray when he comes back but you know more than anything like i just want like I just, I want to see Zeke Naji become an important part of this team. I just want to see like the natural progression sort of take hold and like n- us not tear it up too much. Yeah. Um, knowing that we had like a really, really formidable squad and we got hit by, we just got thunderstruck. Um, and you know, I just hope that there's not too much knee jerk reaction. Um, we're able to sort of run it back, but like make it a little bit better. 
I don't want somebody blocking Zeke Naji's minutes. No, me neither. That's me for neither. Sure. Alrighty, guys, that'll do it here. We finally got to your mailbag questions. I think yeah, there are a couple more vote. from the Discord. Maybe we'll uh, we go in members only today. Oh, we have more. We have Discord questions. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah let's go sure. members, oh, only. members only. Members only. Take with our members. members draft week, baby. The rest of you guys will talk okay. to you tomorrow, and we'll see you on Thursday at the DNVR bar, bar for DNVR draft day. Oh, marbling talk. This. Come hang out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Should have seen Aaron's face when you said, "Let's go." Uh, we'll go over. The Colorado XOs, they finish up their season at 5-5, five and five, a really great start for this brand new team playing against professionals that have been playing for years. If you haven't heard of the Colorado XOs, they're a rugby, they are Rugby Town USA's newest rugby team. They are athletes who have competed at the highest level of their respective sports. If you yourself are an elite athlete and are interested in trying out for the Colorado XOs, contact the Director of Recruitment, Peter Poske. His email is, is ppasque at glendale.com dot co dot us